You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. We told you we were going to be coming to you live after big games. Well, guess what? An opening day walk-off win over the Boston Red Sox. Is that big enough for you? Anthony Rizzo, welcome back to New York. Isaiah kiner and welcome back to New York. Josh Donaldson, welcome to New York. Glaber Torres, good to see you. Michael King, closer of the future. The New York Yankees have defeated the Boston Red Sox in a game started by Garrett Cole with four-pitch walk, two-run home run, rip single off the wall, rip double to knock in the run. 3 nothing, no outs in the first. The 2022 New York Yankees won that game. You, think, you thought the vibes were bad last year? Seasons aren't decided entirely on vibes, but folks, the vibes are not as bad this year as they were last year. Thomas Carinante... Welcome to the live show. How you doing? Feeling great, man. Uh, especially after all the shit that we've been taken, taken blindsided by. Aaron Judge, the contract stuff. They got to do a press conference an hour before opening day to address all this. Um, coming into this year, people wondering if we had gotten worse or what's the deal? What are we doing? We're getting creative, trying to skirt around the payroll. I don't know. I like the team. Do I think other things could have been done to make it better? Sure. But guess what? We have what we have. It's opening day. You got the Red Sox on deck. You got to focus on what's in front of you. Walk off from Josh Donaldson in his Yankees debut in the bottom of the 11th. You couldn't have asked for a more resilient performance after what the Red Sox had done to us on so many occasions last year. Um, And then once again, Garrett Cole picking up the season, unfortunately, where he left off Mm -hmm. in that faithful AO wildcard game. So for the Yankees to come back, essentially throw that stink away for now um, has everybody feeling good. Energy is certainly high um, and kicks off the season the right way. Uh, Last year, the Yankees were so bad at, at uh, figuring out when they would win in series, they would lose like the important first game. Then they would win the second game, lose the third. Mm -hmm. They would lose a highly anticipated opener. And then what it was just the, the mix and match was always wrong. Today, you get it right. You win opening day. You set the tone. 
I'm not saying whatever happens after this doesn't matter, but now you're riding high. Figure it out Saturday and Sunday. Let's go. No, just as the season was over when Garrett Cole was giving up homers in the first thing, season's over now. It's done. I don't it's over. Season's over. One and oh. no more baseball to be played, unfortunately. I know we all had fun on opening day, but that's it. That's the end of the road. Um, no, god damn, that was great. Um you, you gotta give the Yankees credit almost across the board for sticking around in that game. Um, and I don't even, I want to say that last year's Yankees would not have punched back with that Rizzo two run shot, but they would have, I think, cause Rizzo was doing that a lot last year. Yeah. He had a big bomb in the blue, in one of those crucial blue Jays games where they got swept and almost, you know, fell out of the playoff picture. He hit a bomb to get them back in the wild card game. Rizzo liked doing that. The difference isn't between this year and last year so far, isn't that Rizzo wouldn't have homered. It's that they would have lost anyway. That Rizzo home run immediately took momentum back like last year. Stanton following suit. Although, as someone who has watched a lot of Yankee baseball over the years, how many times have you seen Stanton go short porch at Yankee Stadium against the Red Sox in a similar situation? Yeah. Uh, tie up the game or take a mid-game lead or whatever, and they blow it anyway again. There, there was a game in the middle of 2018 where I believe they were trying to sweep the Sox and Stanton hit a grand slam right to that porch, and they lost. And that sort of set the Red Sox momentum back on, on, on uh, its pace. Uh, that was a, a huge home run. And then huge. down 4-3 on some dinky hits. Clay Holmes gets victimized by garbage. And then all of a sudden, it, game seems over because Garrett Whitlock is just rocking the Yankees to sleep. You have to follow all these Garrett Whitlock tweets from all these Red Sox people. Um, they love to say that like Garrett Whitlock beating the Yankees feels extra good, but they say it like they haven't also felt extra good for a million other reasons for like 20. Like, yeah, I'm sure it does feel great, but also like winning four world series probably got to feel fucking awesome for you. So for Alex Cora, when they brought Whitlock in, the announcers were like, he's going to back up uh, rich Hill later this week. Like he can't go long. The original plan was to sort of use him as this multi inning weapon. But you know, now he, they're not going to be able to do that. And then all of a sudden he's in his third inning of work anyway. Uh, and I mean, the first two innings of work went pretty well. The yeah. third inning good. did not, did not land DJ LeMahieu lift and separate into the right field seats. And I saw that like MLB unicorn dong account or whatever said that Stanton's and LeMahieu's wouldn't have been out in any other ballpark. First, I think that's weird. That LeMahieu shot cleared the fence by like 10 rows, but second, I don't care it's it's your it's your wall too it's your dimensions yankees aren't the orioles they're not going to move the fence for no reason because they can't get pitching this is where the fence is you guys can hit to it too verdugo could have poked one out against michael king in the uh top of the 11th that certainly could have happened he didn't have he didn't do that Uh, nobody did that the red sox did not hit a home run after devers bomb went out uh jabari kelly in the comment section want to know uh yeah want to know again undefeated 1,000 winning percentage. Say whatever you want to say. Now, is again, is this the end of the season? Yes, this is the end of the season. The Yankees have won the AL East. Um, absolutely not. I mean, nothing about this is final. And we're going to talk Aaron Judge in a little bit, but we're not going to let that harsh Armello because what we learned about that Aaron Judge extension, it feels like there's a lot to unpack here. And, and most of it's not really making me upset at the New York Yankees organization for once. Um, so I don't even want to talk about it right now, uh, quite frankly. Thomas Carinante, scale of one to Carl Pavano. Why is Trevor Story the worst free agent addition in modern baseball history? Single handedly upended the Red Sox season, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, classic hot take after one game, but 
I don't like playing story out of position. I didn't really want to do that. If he was coming to New York, I don't think that that's um, entirely conducive to what he was trying to do. I know a million times before we were like, Hey, just get the good talent, play them wherever. Um, he's probably going to ship back to shortstop anyway, because somehow, some way we talk about it. We, we talked about it today. There is no, there's no ill will towards the Red Sox who have yet to come to a contract extension agreement on two of their core players, Rafael yeah. Devers and, and Xander Bogarts, but judge will make all the headlines. Every the Yankee or fa- opposing fans are going to laugh at the Yankees. Mm-hmm. They're not having a deal done with judge. It's going to say it's bad business. It's going to say, Oh yeah, you know, you're going to have this hanging over your head. What about what the Red Sox have hanging over their head? They have two of arguably the best left side infielders in the league. Bogarts is going to opt out. You're not going to mm-hmm. take care of him. Who's been so good for you for however many years. Devers is regardless of, how good he is at third base or whatever his down the road projectability might be is still really young and is one of the best players in the game. These are the guys you take care of. Um, Haven't done it. And, you know, the Yankees are of course going to get the short Mm -hmm. end of the stick by apparently offering a good deal to Aaron judge, which once again, we'll get to in a second. We don't know. Yeah. And uh, we, we know for a fact, though, if the Yankees had signed Trevor Story to a $140 million contract and he went 0 for 5 on opening day with a strikeout um, and failed to come through in a big moment in extra innings, that would be the discourse on Twitter. Um, so just want to say fuck off to everybody who would, would have been doing that. And we're not doing it for the Red Sox, but we are looking at it and we're saying we got our eyes on it. We'll, we'll be monitoring that for the rest of the year. Just like I got my eyes on it. I got my eyes on it. We'll be monitoring it because we know that that's exactly the same energy that will be sent our way for literally anything. We've heard what left and right. Enjoy Stanton. Enjoy having Stanton for the next however many years. Enjoy Garrett Cole until he's decrepit and old. Well, you'll have Trevor Story in his prime years. Probably maybe not that good. And that'll be even more that'll be even more validating for us to to laugh at for the next six years or however long it is. Um who cares about the Red Sox though? They lost today. They are losers. Who do we think deserve today's honor? Uh I know game ball is kind of a lame thing, but we gotta figure out how to parse through these post gamers as we're starting to do them. Um I don't know. I uh I, I t- I'll, I'll take a second to think of mine. Did you mm-hmm. have anybody off the top of your head who like who had the balls today? Who, who yeah, brought, who brought the heat? I'm going to give it to Jared Carabas who tweeted uh, at 2:30 p.m. Only <laughs> idiots hit the ball up the middle against the Red Sox. They have two shortstops. Not enough people talking about that. Josh Donaldson must be the dumbest guy on earth because he found a hole, buddy. <laughs> uh, Xander Bogarts has a tight hamstring. The Red Sox will know more later. Matt yeah. Barnes was unavailable due to a tight back. Cutter Crawford was available, but shouldn't have been due to sucking huge ass. But he was available, and he immediately lost the game for the Boston Red Sox. Who gets my game ball? Um, I mean, you're tempted to give it to Donaldson. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to give it to Glaber Torres. Um, because I, I don't think that that was, you know, it, look, is this typical Yankee fan gassing up the, the players that they have on the roster and, and you know, getting to – hype over the simple things probably yeah but after glaber torres is 2020 and 2021 i think uh on an opening day where he could have been pouting where he was objectively benched i mean it's not like the yankees had to bend over backwards to put him on the bench they had too many players for too few spots either he or dj lemay he was not going to be starting that game and it was him and that's he took the short straw and that's really unfortunate but he was given a chance to come up with the bases loaded and one out 
in a 5-4 Red Sox lead, bottom of the 10th. Cold off the bench. And again, you can say what you want about, you know, he's a big leaguer, he's an adult, he shouldn't be pouting, he shouldn't be upset about... I know. I don't think he should be upset about not playing on opening day, but I do know that playing shortstop and being the starting shortstop for the Yankees ruined his season last year. It, yeah. it, he could not focus or hit the ball with any authority until he was taken off the shortstop position, and his August and September looked a lot better because he was no longer facing that burden. So I know what affects Glaber Torres' mentality, and I also know that he has a tendency to put too much stock in certain moments and overswing and, and try to absolutely tear the cover off the ball. And the second pitch he saw was a slider that he swung over and looked bad. I, and he's 0-2 with the bases loaded where a double play ends the game. The Yankees lose opening day. A strikeout uh, forces uh, who on earth? I, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa in his first game, it, the number nine hitter would have to come up with the bases loaded in two outs and deliver then. So many implications if Glaber strikes out or, and if he grounds into a double play, obviously the game is over. And what does he do? He goes 0-2. Uh, slider at the edge of the zone flips it out of play, which I saw him doing a lot in spring, sort of these half-hearted little flips. Doesn't want that pitch. Doesn't want anything to do with it. Gets it out of there. And the next one he sees floats it in a relatively deep left center field for an easy sack fly. All you have to do. Now, do you want a home run? Yeah, I would have loved to play Torres and hit a walk-off grand slam. But last year, he doesn't do that. And uh, there are many games where he's had mental blocks. Uh, and in those games, he's had a had much less reason to be so upset than being benched on opening day and being introduced with Marwin Gonzalez and Jose Trevino. So I, I would give Gleyber Torres all the credit in the world for coming through in that scenario. And again, that's all it took. And I'm also going to give him the credit there because he is not going to be mentioned as much as you should be for what was a, a really nice at-bat in a scenario where, again, 5-4, bases loaded, one out. Should the Yankees tie the game in that situation? Yes. Do the 2021 Yankees tie the game in that situation? Most likely not. So I'm giving him the credit. Uh, who gets your immediate first reaction game ball? Uh, Michael King. Um, and I've been, yeah, I've been a harsh critic of Michael King in the past, uh, not mainly because of him, just because of the way the Yankees had used him. Um Talented guy, really good arsenal. Like I said, don't see, doesn't seem to me that the team puts him in the proper situations to succeed. Thought they did the same shit today. I do not think that was a situation where Michael King would have been able to succeed. You're putting in a young pitcher um, in extra innings with the Rob Manfred rule. You got a guy hanging out on second base at the beginning of every inning, so it makes your job that much harder. One bloop single ruins your outing and could ruin the entire game. Um that's all Michael King pretty much gave up. He walked a hitter and gave up that bloop. Well, he didn't even walk a hitter. They intentionally walked uh, um, Devers in that inning, and and uh, Xander Bogarts poked a little uh, blooper into left field, and that put the Red Sox ahead before the Yankees had to respond mm -hmm. with Torres' shot. Um, but King went another inning, um, struck out three batters through 23 pitches, got out of the second inning unscathed, and then the Yankees go ahead and walk it off in the next in the bottom half. And this is even more – um, telling about kind of his uh, his ability to stand strong in these outings is because Roldis Chapman comes in in the ninth, throws 12 pitches, and you're sitting there like, okay, yeah, probably bring Roldis Chapman out for the 10th and see what Absolutely. happens. And then maybe he, maybe, hey, maybe he gets a batter out with one pitch and then you can live to see another batter or two and whatever, figure it out. Classic. We don't do it. Why ever make somebody else's job a little bit more different when it's very easy to do so? The Yankees do not do that. Chapman, 12 pitches, done for the day. That's the end of it. Michael King comes in. High leverage situation, opening day, 
packed house at Yankee Stadium. Boston Red Sox faces the best hitters on the team, ends up getting the job done because, once again, like I said, one hit. If you're giving up one hit in those two innings facing those batters under those circumstances, that's a win. That saved the game for me. Um, and after the uh, the poor pitching performances we saw as a whole today, Garrett Cole did not have his stuff. Clay Holmes, rocky outing. Um, uh, that 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 was tops for me. I know a number of other guys held it down. Chapman had a great ninth. Uh, Wandy Peralta came in, shut the door. Uh, Wiseco, uh had one and a third scoreless. Uh, Miguel Castro got out of that jam in the sixth, and Chad Green threw a scoreless frame. But King in the hardest situation um, with an undefined role. We still don't know what his role is. I thought he was going to be a multi-inning. Really, I thought he would have came in after Garrett Cole today. Instead, he's coming in for the tenth and the eleventh during high leverage runner on second. Uh, runner on second situation so that that's it for me yeah wandy peralta with the old don draper shut the door wandy peralta with the don draper from the next week on Mad Men promos um <laughs> uh, jose trevino also just uh, pitches, right. did you see what jose just tweeted it's like it's a fat joe lean back yeah. gif i don't know i think we're gonna love this guy i think we really are he seems pretty dope Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. The vibes, the vibes so far are, are much better than expected. Um, I, I would give, I mean, honestly, I'd go down the whole list and give game balls. And we haven't even mentioned the guy who walked off and, and won the baseball game, Josh Donaldson. Right. Uh, again, you know, the runners sitting there on second for you. It's not like they worked incredibly hard to get there, but Red Sox had the free guy. Alex Verdugo yep. couldn't do it. I, this felt like the Alex Verdugo game because he robbed DJ of a run scoring double. Uh, he robbed somebody else on a liner in the exact same spot. He dove and yeah. caught another one. Sure, uh, he snuck one. He snuck one through the infield. The bleacher mm-hmm. creatures started chanting, chanting fuck Verdugo in the middle of this game, which usually is around the time when that person makes you pay. So after Glaber ties it up, it doesn't win the game. You got Verdugo with the runner on second. It feels like he's going deep to make it six, four, you strike him out. That inning takes on a completely different tenor. Uh, and then Trevor story, obviously the worst player on the field in this game strikes out very little consequence right afterwards. Okay. Um, but if, if I'm going, you know, descending order game balls, it's, it, it's for me, it's Glaber, Michael King, uh, then Aroldis Chapman, for a really clean and clear inning when uh, all of everyone on earth expected two walks and sweaty disaster. Um, uh, you know, actually maybe Chapman fourth, DJ third. I think DJ probably deserves more credit than Chapman for that bomb. Uh, he, he also got hit. He also took a walk. He also should have knocked in a run earlier in the game, but Verdugo hadn't gotten him. Uh, and then, yeah, Chapman and then Donaldson in the five hole for winning the baseball game. How about that? Um, yeah. Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole tied for literal last uh, because of the antics at the beginning of the game as well as pregame festivities. So let's talk about Aaron Judge real quick. You hit the nail on the head, and we said this back and forth to each other 10 times during this game. You're going to hear about Aaron Judge's contract extension every Yankee broadcast. Not the local ones, but they're on Apple TV 20 times. You're going to hear about it on Apple TV. Uh, you're going to hear about the Aaron Judge extension when Matt Vasgersian or, or Bob Costas has one. Of course, the Yankees, who used to be flexing their financial might, 
can't find the pennies to make Aaron Judge a long-term member of the roster. The one-two, swung and a miss, strike three, Judge back to the dugout. Because, of course, he also struck out as, as that was being recounted. You're going to hear that on every National Yankees game. You are not going to hear a single person mention, by the way, Rafael Devers also had the same ultimatum opening day and, and also said, no deal. We did not get anything done, not even close. Xander Bogarts had the same ultimatum, and when he got asked, are you guys close on an extension, he said, nah. Not no, nah. So not even a little bit. And he hurt himself on opening day. That's not great either. But the vibes for the Red Sox are just as bad, if not worse, than the Yankees vibes. But you're going to hear about Judge all day, every day. Now, we learned about this story trickling in in pieces. First off, this morning. Two days ago, Carlos Beltran said the deal was done. So that was interesting. This morning, we start hearing, unlikely, they're going to have a deal. Great. Then we get the Yankees offer, and it's like seven years, 210, we start hearing. And it's like... If they're telling you that, that's because they want you to think that they're the good guys here. Like, there's a reason they want you to know their numbers. And then, of course, Brian Cashman calls a surprise press conference. The most gullible people among us wake up and they're like, why would he call a surprise press conference to say he didn't sign Judge? Smash cut to the press conference starts and he's like, we didn't sign Judge. And it's like, that's why. Because he just does, has no uh, decorum in Brian Cashman's game at all. That's how we decided to start opening day by saying, we wish we had Aaron Judge for longer, but we don't. Moving along. So that's why there's a pall over the game, because Brian Cashman did it himself. And so some people are mad at the Yankees for not going that extra mile and being the franchise that they used to be. I understand that. Some people are mad at Judge for unreasonable demands and saying he wants to be a Yankee for life, but not signing a contract that I think most of us look at and go, Second highest AAV for an outfielder in baseball history? Like, Aaron Judge is 30 years old. You might want to take that. Seven years isn't five years. And it's not like it's that much money, but over 12 years. And it's stretched out like crazy. Like, all of this deal seems pretty reasonable. And then midway through the game, Brendan Cuddy tweets out his own article with the contract demands reportedly from Judge's camp of nine years and a higher AAV. And then I think unilaterally people are like, if that's the judge number, he's not staying here. And the Yankees need to not acquiesce to that number. Correct. I don't, I don't know what else he might be looking for. I know earlier in the off season, there were the comps with the Anthony Rendon contract with the angels uh, back in after the 2019 season, when he signed for seven years and 245 million. Um, but even before then, Anthony Rendon had a larger track record before his age 30 season um, and was mostly healthy. Um, I, I agree. There's got to be a catch. Maybe there was um, maybe they weren't willing to offer a no trade clause. Maybe there was deferred money. Um, maybe, maybe they never mentioned those out. numbers to judge. Yeah, maybe that's the first <laughs> time they ever said those numbers. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there were team opt outs like we don't know. We don't know those specifics and maybe those come out in the next few days and that that changes the narrative and that's that's fine. We're addressing that. We understand that that's a caveat here. But on the surface, if you have the Yankees holding a press conference an hour before opening day to tell you that they offered seven years and thirty point five million dollars as an average annual value on the contract, which makes Judge the second highest paid outfielder in the game behind Mike Trout, who has multiple MVPs, um, I don't know how you do much better than that, especially um, because next year will be your age 31 season. So typically the older you get, the less of a commitment there is. Um, maybe he's looking for a higher AV and shorter term, but then like, why wouldn't the Yankees offer that? I feel like that makes sense. Um, very, very complicated and tough to parse through. 
um, because this is a tough situation. I felt if that is the true Yankees offer, I think that's as fair as it can get based on the production you've gotten from Judge since his MLB debut um, and the risk that you're taking given his injury history. I don't think Judge is an injury-prone player. A lot of the stuff that he's run into were were, were, were just unlucky injuries. But the fact of the matter is, is you're not on the field for X amount of years, then you know typically the offers would be less generous than that. And we've seen other teams get a lot less generous than that. Boston Red Sox – very much under that category with whatever they offered Mookie Betts. It clearly wasn't what he thought he was worth based on his availability, based on him winning an MVP and delivering a world series. So a lot of these other situations encompass a lot more on the player end based on individual success and even team-wide success. And the Yankees don't have that with Aaron judge for the most part. Yes. He got robbed of the MVP in 2017. We could talk about that ad nauseum. We Mm -hmm. still do. Um, Mm -hmm. But 30.5 30.5 million AAV is, is extremely, extremely like right on. We thought it would be like, we thought it would be like 28. Um, honestly, we, or what we thought max 30 and I'm not saying them going to 0.5 over is that much more, but um, now I was, I was thinking the reasons why was because those other things the deferred money, the opt-outs um, or um, the no trade clause. And then you think about the arbitration salary, were they not willing to go, to the 21, were they willing to talk about just the 17 that they offered? Was that a caveat in the deal? It was like, hey, if you're if you're signing this deal, you're taking the money that we um, we had filed for an arbitration, which was four million um, apart from judges filing. I don't know. It seemed like that because a lot of the other reports are saying, oh, it's a shade over 230 million, which would mean it was right at the 17 million because the seven years. Uh, at 30.5 million a year comes out to 213.5 million dollars um so i don't know based on the demands that we heard from from cuddy um that makes me think um he is gambling on his 2022 season to be one of the best of his career and if that's mm-hmm. the case maybe he gets it on the open market but i still think that's going to be a tough get on the open market um once again given his age and given uh a lack, you know, a lack of movement on the free agency market in the last four or five years. You know, Bryce Harper didn't sign until super late in the offseason. So did Machado that year. Um, Carlos Correa had problems getting the deal that he wanted this offseason because of injury concerns, because of mm-hmm. longevity concerns. And that's the same thing Judge is dealing with. Judge is not 26, 27 years old like a couple of these other guys. So it's going to be a lot different. I thought if that's true, once again, generous offer from the Yankees. We'll wait and see what the what what the caveats here were. Um, I think it's I think it's crazy to gamble on yourself after having that amount. This isn't like a pre-arbitration extension where you're surrendering free agent years. This is contract year. Buck up, take your money. Judge betting on himself in a big way. I do respect it. I do think it could also lend to a certain uh, sense of urgency among the team as well. Um, with their aspirations, you now seriously do not know if Aaron Judge will be a Yankee after this season, and it creates a little bit more of a, of a, a kind of a, a frantic yet live in the moment type situation. So we'll see. I don't know. I think it's wild, wild that he did not accept that. Wild, and I am sort of stuck in the middle, right? Do I want to keep Aaron Judge long term? Absolutely. 
And do I think it's ridiculous to laugh at like the the Red Sox fans I'm seeing are laughing at the Yankees for even offering him seven years. And it's like, I mean, that's just something the Yankees can absorb. They just can't. So you can't like if he signs seven years to 10, you do not get to be like, oh, thank God the Yankees extended the face of the franchise for seven years at a reasonable rate. You don't get to do that. But if the Yankees pay the nine years and and $300 million or whatnot, then yeah, you can laugh at that because uh, that is more unreasonable than paying Mookie Betts that money. Mm -hmm. According to John Heyman, and this just dropped, according to John Heyman, so worth a grain of salt, Aaron Judge countered the Yankees offer at 10 years, 36 mil AAV. That is Francisco Lindor's money. And he is a better player than Francisco Lindor, I think. But he's older and he's breaking down and you can't pay that. So if that's what Aaron Judge is countering with, you cannot do that. So all of this is to say, I would I would extend Aaron Judge. I want to go. I would go above. I would go a little bit above and beyond. I would not go that far above and beyond. I would go a little bit beyond what the Yankees are offering today. And if it comes down to Judge gets Judge rejects seven years two ten here, and then Judge signs seven years two twenty in San Francisco, then throw your apple cores. Yeah. But if Judge is going so far beyond, I am also old school, and I think Aaron Judge is the favorite of a lot of people who have not seen the consistent winning that Yankee fans for a really long time became accustomed to Aaron judge is an incredible baseball player career 150 OPS plus when healthy, he is an astounding contributor, but came up 2017. I do not blame Aaron judge. He's a rookie at 52 home runs outcomes, not on his shoulders. 2018, he starts the Red Sox rampage by playing New York, New York in a boom box outside their locker room. And they come back to New York and win 16 one. Right? Do the Yankees lose that series because of Aaron Judge? No, but that's a black mark on his legacy. 2019, after hitting the home run off Justin Verlander, what does he do in ALCS games three, four, five, and six? Precious little. 2020 was a complete non starter of a postseason, but the team was carried by Giancarlo Stanton. 2021 wild card game, Judge again, pretty much absent. His highlight of last season is walking off the Rays in game 162. Aaron Judge, incredible baseball player, someone I want long term, someone I'd pay more than seven years and two ten for, and someone whose contract should not preclude the Yankees from spending. But, but, not the captain, and not someone you give a blank check to because he's someone who's just this legacy breaking player who the Yankees, you know, the Yankees aren't the Yankees anymore if they let Aaron Judge walk. The Yankees got to win some World Series to be the Yankees anymore, regardless. So. Anything that kickstarts them and lights a fire this season, I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. I, I like I like the energy that he's betting on himself and he thinks he can make more money. And I think, hey, if they go ahead and they do win the World Series, probably gets more money. Probably probably leaves. Probably well, leaves. You, you think probably leaves? Yeah. Because I think someone gives him series? I think someone gives him 260, 270. If he propels the Yankees. If they win the World Series and he struggles, he's coming back. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I, but at that point, I think if the Yankees finally win a world series, they'll just say, fuck it, take it, take, what do you want? We'll, we'll keep you. We'll take it. We'll, 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 we'll do whatever it, we'll do whatever it is that, that we got to do to keep, keep you here because they know he sells the tickets. I got the judges chambers. You go to Yankee stadium. It's all judge merch. That's all the headlining stuff. So um, judge knows his worth um, as a, a figure in advertising and in the media as well. Um, so he knows he's bringing the Yankees a lot of, he's bringing in a lot of money for the Yankees in, in other endeavors too. Um, but 
uh, the, he's the judge is also making money off of that as well. He's making money with the endorsement deals. He's maybe, maybe they figure out a deal where he gets a percent. I've always talked about this too. give players a percentage of the merch that they, that they're able to sell, give players a, a percentage of the fucking, yeah, I don't even know promotional nights when you have certain things going on, like it track the sales. I don't track how many people are lining up at the door. Like, I don't know. Figure it out, like make it more creative. So it's not just, oh, he wants $36 million a year. We have to do that, count that against the payroll. And then now what? Now we're stuck, we're financially hamstrung, whatever. Um, it is a complicated situation because the Yankees do have, the, the Yankees The Yankees are not poor. We know that, um, but you look at their payroll and it's a little bit complicated because you have Stanton and Cole here for a very long time. Um, they're both here through at least they're both here through 2027. That's, that's what's happening. Cool. Um, yeah, it is what it is. And that's great. Like if they're going to be contributing that long, that's awesome. Um, you have DJ here through 2026 at 15 million a year. Um, I don't, yeah, I think you could theoretically trade that contract at some point. Um, Aaron Hicks is not going anywhere unless he picks up his play quickly. And I don't know if we foresee that happening. Um, and then you have a lot of you have a lot of roster holes after this season. So the Yankees also have to make sure that they're um, preserving some sort of leftover money. The payroll next year is is already at um, two hundred something million dollars, and that's with losing Zach Britton and Chapman, who are both hitting free agency at a combined thirty million. Um, that's not counting Anthony Rizzo's uh, sixteen million coming off the books. Joey Gallo's gone. Jamison Tyone is gone. Chad Green is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know if they're gone, but they're all free agents. Miguel Castro is a free agent. I know he's new, but it was the same type deal. You're losing a key key reliever in that situation. And then you don't know what's happening with Luis Severino. He could be gone. And then all of a sudden, and Jordan Montgomery as well. And then you're looking at, you have to fill what? Three rotation slots. And you have to fill another outfield spot. And... And, you know, then the year after that, you're looking at Connor Falefa and Josh Donaldson gone after 2023. So mm-hmm. um, maybe the Yankees need to figure out the trade deadline. Hey, we're going to address some other areas and plan for the future. Um, or they're using this stack farm system to address all of that. Um, then they'll reassess after the season. But you have to you have to all this stuff is related. You're not just giving a player money saying, hey, yep, take the money that you want. That's great. Um the results need to align with the championships need to align with the payroll and the roster um, and the future. So there's a lot of stuff here that needs to be talked about that needs to be addressed that, you know, we're just looking at surface. We're looking at the surface saying, Oh shit, 30 and a half million. That's a lot of money. You should just take that. Um, Or the Yankees, yo, just bump up the offer, bump it up an extra couple million. But if he's demanding that high, um, they have other priorities and they can't be, they can't be hamstrung with another contract beyond you know, three of those contracts beyond 2027 or through 2027, that's a, 2027. That's a lot. And like giving, if he wants 36 million, another 5 million a year, mm-hmm. um, that's great. Like awesome. Shoot for what you want, but like, that's going to restrict the Yankees from making the additions that they need to make at the, usually at the margins for that. So other stuff at play here, complicated conversation, really don't want this lingering over us for the rest of the season. It looks like it is going to be that way though. Um, but Hey, maybe it'll teach us to live in the moment, live in the moment. We have Aaron judge right now. You got to look at it. We have Aaron judge for another 161 games. We're going to live it up. That's all. 
we logged on and we made fun of when we hopped on people saying this is going to linger and not putting the Red Sox under the same microscope. This is a Yankees walk off the Red Sox on opening day podcast. We just did 13 minutes on the Yankees walk off the Red Sox and 20 plus minutes on Aaron Judge's contract, but I respect it. You got to love it. You got the commenters live. I mean, somebody, somebody logged on to troll you about the framed photographs behind you. And then with the very next comment said, you're killing this, bro. So it's Russell Wilson, baby, you know, 100% true loves the vibes of the uh, long winded Aaron judge model. Like it's true. There's a lot of people under contract for an extremely long time. And if Aaron judge is demanding, I mean, this is, he might as well be saying 10 years, $500 million. The Yankees are not going to be doing this. It might as well be like, uh, he might be, he might as well be going to the Yankees front office and saying, I demand San Francisco dollars because the Yankees are not doing this. Um, <laughs> but guess what? Yankees beat the Boston Red Sox. Opening day was rained out by one day. Garrett Cole got shellacked in the first inning. Three nothing before the Yankees even record an out or get a chance to bat. Doesn't matter. Walk off victory. Thank you to the Ghost Runner. Both teams got the advantage of the Ghost Runner. Hate that guy. Love that little freak. Uh, now I'm getting a weird comment saying, uh, "Come on, Adam, with a cry face. Come on, Adam. What Yankees rock? What are you talking? About? <laughs> come on, Adam. In what way? Come at me. I'll, I'll talk to you. What, what, come on, what? Um, incredible job by the boys uh, from the Bronx, and there are two more." This weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the Red Sox used Garrett Whitlock today for almost three innings, but not quite. They used Nathan Evaldi to start the game. They do not have another pitcher as fearsome as either of those two people who will be eligible for games two and three. So no better way to start a weekend than with a victory. Crack up with a cold one. It is Friday night. There is more baseball all weekend long, but the Yankees already won one game and they're up one nothing for the people saying you gotta sign or trade judge you can't let him walk no you you can't trade aaron judge in the middle of a season where you might win the world series sorry you can't do that and i know it might sting and i know you know you might look back on it in 30 years if they don't get the result they're looking for and say you wish you traded him but that's not on the table you cannot do that if this team is under 500 at the deadline yes correct absolutely but yeah. if this is a contender like they think they are, then don't even entertain it. If they're falling off the map and off the table, then for sure, absolutely, 100%. Um, sell them to a contender, uh, stick them with the bill. But until then, you cannot make that happen at all. Uh, that is it for the live show, I would say. Uh, yeah. Thomas Carinante, any, any late additions? What, what, anything you want to add before we drop off? Um, we should give good vibes to Garrett Cole. Um, yeah, he's given, fine vibes. He's, kind vibes. he's given up 19 earned runs in 33 innings against the Red Sox since becoming Yankees ace. Um, it sucks. It's not good for, uh, it's not good for the, the general image of what an ace should be against your most hated rival. Um, it's not good for the people who flame his contract, which, you know, we can have a conversation about that another day, but, uh, let the guy breathe. First game of the season wasn't entirely like fully, fully ready heading into spring training. We knew he'd be limited today. um, And the limitations took a little bit uh, more of a turn for the worse than we had expected. Um, But the Yankees dug out of it. He limited the damage in the end. It could have been a lot worse. We were sitting there wondering if that would be a six run inning. It was only three runs kept the Yankees in striking distance. We would like to see seven innings one earned next time. We're not going to get that every time, but don't don't be too down on Garrett Cole. He's going to come back and he's going to do what he's got to do. Gio Urshela homered off Robbie Ray. <laughs> nice. I <laughs> love it. Twins Mariners. Uh, also, I'll just leave you with the Xander Bogarts quote on his injury. I don't know what it was. It wasn't good, though. 
I tried to do whatever to not feel it, and it kind of went away for a little bit. It was a good sign. It wasn't a normal thing that happens every day. Trevor Story shortstop tomorrow? Question mark? Perhaps. We will see you for more Yankees baseball Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern time. We will not be live after that game, however. We will be together in the same space, so you never know. You might get a live podcast if you just come and find us. You never know. But until then, you can find us next week on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Drop us a mailbag question. We'll be happy to answer any of them as long as you pop them in that review so we see them nice and obviously. Going to be live on YouTube Monday and Thursday at 2 o'clock Eastern, but always extenuating circumstances like, for instance, the bringer of rain, bringing rain to the Bronx uh, after real rain yesterday, fake rain today. Yankees walk off the Red Sox 1-0 and on the campaign. Until next time, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner. Thomas Carinante, where can the people find you? At Tommy's underscore takes. You can also find both of us and our bylines at yanksgoyard.com. Plenty of content there. Booked out most of the weekend. We're going to have some uh, live coverage uh, uh, on Saturday and Sunday as well. Um, head on over to the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account too, at Yanks Go Yard FS. Um, retweet a bunch of cool shit there. Uh, flaming Red Sox fans. It's all, it's all, it's what you want. It's, it's what you want in a Twitter account with Yankees baseball. So have fun with it, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Let's go Yanks. Bury the Sox. Series win. Not asking for a sweet series win. Let's go. LGY, LGY, LGY. Let's go boys. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.